Thank you for joining us here on the Designated Pundits. We're so happy to talk week one Major League Soccer action. We have a preview. We have bets, picks, notes, everything you need for week one Major League Soccer. Let's get after it. Here with Jacob from Pick Management. Uh, let us know a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in that chair. Sure. Uh, yeah, long time sports better, kind of done it all. I've done everything from running sports books in Costa Rica to creative and social media management for gambling brands across the globe. Uh, now you can find me Monday through Friday, uh, 10 a.m. live with Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell on Driving the Line. Uh, I'm editor at Ball is Life, one of their lead sports better writers. And then I run my own podcast network and I do about four or five different podcasts a day and write for a number of different websites. And, uh, you know, I'm just a hustler in the sports betting, sports betting industry. So uh, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, thank you so much for being here today. I know Scott couldn't make it my my usual co-host. We're going to be running two shows a week all through the Major League Soccer season. We're going to do either a Monday or Tuesday. We haven't decided yet. Post-cap show. And then we're going to be doing a Thursday, 9 o'clock every week. Bets, picks, predictions, preview. That way we have... Two special shows, um, not too early, not too late. It's going to be perfect timing for you guys. You're going to love it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Find the designated pundits on your favorite podcast app or go to IEDsports.com. That's where. So now week one, we are already underway. There was a game last night. Uh, Miami hosted RSL, won the uh, match 2 nothing. Not a whole lot went unexpected there. Uh, but I did want to just briefly touch on how the media is handling Messi. There were some comments by Don Garber saying, like, it was lazy just to talk about Messi. Yeah, that's true. But go to MLSsoccer.com and you will see 10 pictures of Messi under every headline. You'll see it being promoted to heck out of. Uh, Miami looked great in the first half. Two goals, and they absolutely controlled everything in play. Beat RSL 2-0 in that match. However, Jacob, this is kind of what I wanted to touch on. Media today, if you turn on Sirius Radio, if you turn on any of the big shows, they will have made you believe that Miami had control every second of that match, and it didn't happen. Second half was RSL's half completely. Miami looked toast. They looked tired. They looked a little out of sorts. There were definitely many chances by RSL, Chicho Arango got what I believe should have been a dogzo call. He got tackled from behind when, you know, he was going to be on a clear breakaway. Probably would have had a uh, high expected goal on that shot. Um, should have been a penalty. So is this going to be a theme that we see all year long? Like the, the media making Miami maybe a little bigger than it was? Sure, they won and they won pretty easily in the end. This could have been a 1-1 game at a certain point when RSL had control. What do you think about the media? What do you think about Darber's com- Garber's comments? Yeah, I think uh, you know we, we will see uh, a lot of excuses made for Miami for out the season. And you know what? Honestly, I'm a little okay with it. It's good for soccer. It's good for American soccer. If it draws the attention and Messi's that kind of name, I know why they're doing it. It drives traffic. It does all the the other things for soccer besides the game. Um, and you know, while it was um, you know maybe a little misleading, and you can look at it misleading, you know, with the scoreline, um, I do think that you know we will see that for the whole season. 
I did have, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I had Miami every which way, so I'm I'm okay with it. But, uh, you know, it was a good first game, and, uh, you know, I'm glad soccer's back. So. The other thing I kind of want to talk about is how do we approach betting early season? And, and this could be really any sport, because I definitely have something that I, I kind of went into this week, and I wanted to pick the better team. Like, at this point in the season, everyone's fresh. We're expecting all the stars to go 90 minutes. I'm writing down, and I have my pad right here, every game, and I write down the odds for every game, and then I write little things that might give one team an advantage over another. For example, if you had your starting roster, like Nashville, tonight during a midweek game, and you went all out and did all your starters. Now, midseason, I think that means a little more when the guys already have, you know, 12, 1,500 minutes under their legs. Are you jumping into anything? Are you zeroing in on anything that you're like, this is what I'm targeting early in the season? Um. Not specifically. One thing that I do keep an eye out for, though, is, um, you know, fatigue, definitely fatigue. Like you could, like you said, in the inner game, they were gassed in the second half. Right. Um, you know, especially in soccer, um, getting your early season legs under you and your wind. Um, there's just a difference between training and playing the game in a, in a live game. And that's something that you can look for. Um, and you know, maybe some teams with some more experience don't deal with that as much some teams with younger players, maybe they do. Um, but one of the other things I look for is that affects totals a lot, uh, especially in soccer. Uh, and you know, early in the season, sometimes you might see, uh, some lower scoring games because of teams getting gas. Like, yeah, not only the gas, but I also think I'm looking at players who've played together before, like the more complete teams that may, maybe they're not even the better team, but if they've played more years together, if they're more familiar with each other, if we're more familiar with play style, uh, stuff like that is, is stuff I'm absolutely targeting early in the season. You know, RSL, they're at altitude, so they are fitness. They're going to run that all year long. I think that that's something to keep an eye on, and, and they looked very, very good in the second half, so so don't let that uh, sway you. Um, so we already talked about a little bit about how we bet early on in the year. We have some great picks coming up for you pretty soon, but I did want to share some thoughts because I attended Red Bull Media Day and was able to get in some player interviews. I pulled up some clips, and I want to share them with you. I am the ultimate uh, cynic about my own sports teams, but this year there's something about this Red Bull squad, man. They just have me so excited. Went out and got Emil Forsberg, who's going to be one of the best number 10s in Major League Soccer right now. 40 Bundesliga goals, 40 Bundesliga assists. Won the championship when he was young with Malmo. Uh, went to Red Bull Leipzig when they were in the second division. Brought him up to the first division. And he's been starting 20, 15, 25 games a season when healthy with this squad. He's a premier top three teams in Germany. This is a huge signing, and I don't think people are quite putting on uh, enough credit to that. And what makes him special for this squad is they're so young. Average age is like 22 years old of this Red Bull team. They needed a 10. They needed a veteran. They got the whole package. I was around Emil this weekend, and I'll tell you, he is the most calming presence I've ever been to. Uh, I asked him about his goals for this year. Let's hear, let's hear what he had to say. Do you have like a number in your head when you start a season out? Like I, I want to oh, achieve uh, this. You, you, you always have numbers. But Are you going to share it with us? No. That's a better question. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I come here to, to deliver. Uh, I have a big responsibility on my shoulders. Uh, but we have to, we, we're going to do it as a team. I love my guys. I've only been here now almost six weeks. But uh, like the guys have been treating me so well. I'm, Love to hear that. He is completely bought in. He gave many interviews about how, you know, he wasn't demoted. This wasn't like a sale. Like, it was his idea. Hey, you know, this is the good point of my career. I want to go to Major League Soccer. I mean, how can you not be excited about that? 
Yeah, for sure. That, that was a great question. Great interview. That, good stuff. Yeah. I asked the same thing to Dante Van Zier. Now, Dante Van Zier has had some trouble in, in Red Bull land in uh, the past season. Started out, wasn't fit, and it was a saga. Like eight weeks, 12 weeks went by, and he's still not playing 90 minutes. Why isn't he getting fit? Why isn't he getting acclimated? Finally gets into to a game. Uh, some unfortunate comments he made. Uh, he got suspended for uh, making a comment that was, that was deemed racist by... Um, Major League Soccer, um, suspended, went through a, a whole course of, of like management things, uh, finally made his way back to the field, was starting to look good, never really put up the numbers, and then uh, very late in the injury, he got like high load, and, and I think he like almost broke a bone in his back or something. It was like a very, very bad injury. I talked about him about the one thing Red Bull need, and that's goals. Kind of asked him the same question. Do you have any uh, personal goals for this year? Um... For me personal, of course, stay stay fit, uh, play as much games as I can this season. That's that's very important also for building momentum, confidence. Um, and then, of, of course, as a striker, I want to score as many goals as possible. Uh, Do you have a number in your head? Last year I said 15. I think that's a healthy that's a healthy number uh, for a striker. Uh, but of course, that's uh, once I reach that target, hopefully I will not stop scoring uh, scoring goals. So for me, it's hopefully. Uh, 15 and more. I talked to him about two minutes. He must have said goals about 15 times. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Everything. Um, we don't know. He's a smaller guy. We don't know if he can play alone up top. It seems to be a two-striker system. But this team needs a goal scorer. 15 is not outside their realm of possibility. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, you know, one thing I've noticed watching your interviews is you're making me feel like I need to step up my game for my MLS show. Uh, you know, uh, I do uh, have my Rev uh, credentials now, so I'm going to have to start stepping up my game with my questions and there stuff. There you so. go. You're yeah. like three quarters of the way there. Yeah, yeah, Red Bull had an incredible weekend. They invited us out. They showed us uh, all the new food from around the stadium. All You know, we, we got a little sample of some of the new stands that are going to be out because they like to go a little over the top. It's not, yeah, they have hot dogs. They have hamburgers. They have a new chili dog out. It's like the chili <laughs> with the cheese on top. They have, um, it's like crab Egg rolls, like they go right. over the top, empanadas, the whole deal. So that was really, really a great event. Let's get right into some picks, shall we? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we're here for, right? I sure hope so. The match, <laughs> LAFC hosts the Seattle Sounders. Now, I like LAFC. I think they're team building. They're very ambitious. I don't think they're there yet for this season. We don't know what their product is going to be. But we know a lot about the Sounders, and I'm taking the Sounders plus .5 at even money. And I'm taking the over 2.5 goals at minus 102. I like those bets anyway. I just think the odds are just so smooth on this game. This season, I'm looking for a return of dominance for the Seattle Sounders. They finished in the second spot in the West, but they didn't feel as dominant as they had in years past. I know when you look at those results, it looked great. This West, no one wanted to win it last year. It was weird. It was a fluke. It was an aberration. LAFC Still has a tremendous roster and a good home field advantage, but Seattle was excellent on the road last season, so I'm not going to just throw that out. Seattle have more excitement heading into the season. They're bringing in youth Argentine attacker Pedro De La Vega, who we hope De La Vega is going to make his preview this weekend. Overall, uh, you know, Seattle is going to be a Supporter Shield MLS Cup favorite within a few weeks, and with a spread covering the draw for even money, with the over on two and a half goals and what's going to be an electric game, it could be a shootout, two and a half goals at minus 102. Those are two things I'm looking for anyway. The stars align here. I'm taking both those bets. 
Yeah, great stuff. Uh, you know, I really think Seattle is going to be one of the highest scoring teams in the league this year. Uh, I, I think LAFC is going to be a great team, too, and a competitor. Uh, but I think that uh, Seattle might have their number. This year. Yeah, uh, I mean, this is one of the most stacked rosters. When we previewed them and, you know, everyone always kind of homers for their own team. It was just undeniable. Seattle Sounders are putting something great together. Are, are you interested in either one of these bets? Yeah, I would ride with that Seattle money line for sure. Uh Honestly, I'd probably take the the over too. My only concern is uh, Seattle at home last year had a great uh, home defense, um, and I think that that's going to travel too this year. Um, so uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think Seattle might have, like I said, LAFC's number, and I could see them holding them to like one or nil in this game. So that, that would be my only concern um, that I think Seattle wants to get off to that strong of a start. Uh, but I like them to win for sure. Might even dabble with some Seattle Sounders money line at plus 380. Now, that's kind of long odds. That's not going to be a very serious bet, but you like to sprinkle it on for some upside there. Next match, uh, why don't you pull one up for us? Uh, yeah, uh, my first game is going to be on Orlando City. Uh, Orlando City is taking on Montreal, uh, CF Montreal here. Uh, and I like Orlando City minus one and their team total over one and a half. Uh, if you could see, I am repping my Orlando City scarf tonight. Uh, you know, I think this is really, you can't even really call them a dark horse, but I love them to make a really deep playoff run this year. Uh, and I think it gets started in game one. Um, you know, they're going to be at home. Um, and I think that Montreal on the road is going to struggle all season long. Um, the one thing about MLS is there is such a stark contrast between home and away team uh, home and away games uh for a lot of these teams you saw it all last season i think we see it again this season uh and i love orlando city uh to really take it to montreal and score some goals in their first game like that a lot orlando's already played duncan mcguire's already been on the score sheet so uh, we know what you guys are bringing for me i just don't like the minus 160 uh i i do like montreal I'm a little wishy-washy on this one. I really want to see what uh, Montreal has. They have that new kid, uh, Kokaro, with the uh, with the mustache. Uh, definitely love it. You know, and whenever a player comes to Major League Soccer with a mustache, I mean, you know, not that I'm going to bet on it, but <laughs> love to see that. Orlando is going to be a favorite. Uh, Muriel is is he in America yet? He's certainly not training with the team already. Is he? Uh, no, not that I had heard yet. No. But you still got uh, Faku Torres, um, you know, Duncan McGuire. They got a lot of firepower. They got a great back line. My question with Orlando is what happened last season? 1.84 points per game at home. 1.89 points per game on the road. They were incredible, but there was no no advantage whatsoever. Is that going to change this year? Uh, I think so. I think the team wants to win more. I think they saw that they had the potential last season, and I think another uh, year together is going to really, you know, Bring the, bring the team together as a whole. So, yeah. The next match that I have is FC Dallas hosting the San Jose Earthquakes. This is the most popular bet on every platform, and it's just because the odds are good and the outcome is as predictable as could be. You know, uh, n nothing's ever predetermined, but Dallas minus 105 and the under of 2.5 goals. That's going to be minus 124. FC Dallas improved a lot this offseason, bringing in a couple forwards. Peter Musa is going to be paired uh, with Jesus Ferreira and Kamungo atop that, you know, trident. Unfortunately, we may have to wait another week. Musa is not currently with the team. Ferreira is doubtful with an injury, so we may not even see the best attackers. That's why I'm taking the under. Now let's talk about why I'm taking Dallas. We're projecting Dallas to finish just higher than San Jose this year. They're a better team. Um, and that's got to start with a week one win against an inferior Quakes team. 
I think they're going to find a way to get it done. They still have Kamungo, they have Ariola, they have a few other offensive contributors, and they scored 21% more goals at home last season. I think they finish enough to get a 1-0 or 2-0 win here. Both squads, low-scoring stingy on defense, allowing a combined 1.18 goals per game in the regular season. Only question here is, you know, can the Quakes score a week one goal? Because if they do, I, I lose the under. I don't think they do. I, I think that enough has changed for that team, and I'm going to, to put my money where my mouth is and take take Dallas. Um, so I, I I have just a couple things on this game. Uh, I kind of think San Jose does get on the scoreboard in this one. They have a new Norwegian top flight kid, uh, Amal Pellegrino, who now yeah, plays I don't know for them. Wing there. Uh, yeah, who uh, he scores goals in uh, in Norway. Norway is a really high scoring league overall, uh, and one of the top goal scorers over there when he played. Uh, Christian Espinoza, not so bad. Maybe a uh, dark horse MVP candidate. Maybe has a better season this year, scores some goals. Uh, and Dallas also missing Giovanni Jesus and Alan Velasco for the, their first game too. Um, so I think a lot of a lot of absences might hurt Dallas in this. I hear you, and I just happen to disagree with you. We, <laughs> we talk San Jose a lot, and we did our season preview. Uh, one of the things that we saw is a couple, you know, a couple holes around. You did sell. Cade Cowell, but that's fine. He wasn't contributing anything anyway. I think Amal Pellegrino is going to be a step up from uh, what was being contributed there. This team just has no number 10. They love to play with a number 10, and right now they're running with like Jack Scahan or Nico Tsakiris up in that position. Not going to do it for me, so I, I respect your opinion, and I disagree <laughs> with it. Give me one All of right. your own now. Uh, sure. Uh, next one up for me, uh, I'm going to the Philly game. Uh, Philly taking on Chicago Fire. Um, you know, you had asked before something I look for early, in early season betting. Um, home favorites, for sure, especially in soccer, when they're around this minus 150 line. Like if you saw, I took Orlando City, they're minus 150, and, they're, and I took their team total over. Doing the same thing here with Philly. Uh, I think Philly uh, had you know, could have had a better season last year, but still has all the pieces. Um, they re-signed Kai Wagner, uh, Alejandro Bedoya, um, and they added some, you know, depth pieces that I think are going to round off this team pretty nicely. Um, and I think at home, um, they get it, they, they too get it done early in the season. Um, you know, for a lot of these teams that have these, you know, deep playoff run hopes uh, and, you know, championship aspirations, um, it really does start on week one. Um, and taking advantage of a home game against a much lesser opponent uh, is key for a lot of these teams. Uh, and I think this is one of those times. Chicago Fire struggles to score at times anyway. Andre Blake's not letting one behind him today, uh, Saturday. I look at this roster, and the starting 11 is exactly the starting 11 that I would have put in any time at any point last week. Throughout the season, that's going to be a negative. But in week one, these guys have all played together, many games together. Nothing is changing. The same system, the same everything. This is the consistency we're looking for now. Philly, I was almost shy about this game because minus 160 is like... Pretty bad odds, but you, you just have to go with like these foregone conclusions. Philadelphia Union is going to score two goals. How many goals are they going to score? Three, four? Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think they score. I think they put up three in this game for sure. Urah, Carranza, they're back. The, 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 the criticism we had of the Philadelphia Union was that they were just trying to run it back. And was that going to be enough? First of all, yes, it might because they were incredible last year. And <laughs> uh, in week one, consistency. That, yep. That's that's how we win bets. I love that pick there. My last one is a little controversial, and I understand, but I'm going to explain myself. 
Nashville SC hosts the New York Red Bulls. Red Bull plus 220 to win. You could even get pretty decent odds. Actually, the draw, I think, is the most favorited option right now. But I can't emphasize enough how high I am on this Red Bulls. I know I'm going to be called a homer, and that's okay, because when I bet, I don't make homer picks. I just really believe in this team, and this is the first time in 10 years that I've said that about this Red Bull squad. They're 1-2-0 against Nashville in their last three meetings, including beating them in Nashville on decision day last year. We talked about the additions they made. We talked about how the offense, they just are thinking goals. They're sweeping goals. They're bleeding goals. They want to win games. Certainly not inevitable, but plus 220 is in really great shape. Earlier tonight, we saw Nashville had what looks like an injury to Hany Mukhtar. He was subbed out. We have no more information at this time. And we know Sam Surridge, the other striker, also subbed out. Looks like a dislocated shoulder. Again, this is recording 9.30 at night. It just happened 25 minutes ago. We don't have any more information about that. But if those two guys are down, you're going to see this swing in Red Bull's favor. They may be plus 150 by the time the game kicks off. Yeah, for sure. You know, those injuries are for real. But, you know, I, I have to say, Haney fell off last year, uh, like big time towards the end of the year. He had like a real shot to win the boot again and, you know, to be the first player, like to run, to get both back to back two years in a row I just totally disappeared and Nashville just fell off so uh I'm you know I wasn't a Red Bull fan you know before talking to you today but you kind of made me a believer so I'm gonna have to ride with you on this one they made all kinds of adjustments now they have Tyler Boyd Randall Leal are like kind of almost bench pieces on this team right now so you know you have Teal Bunbury if, if that's your main attacker against a Red Bulls defense that allowed 39 goals last season that's not enough. Nashville knew what they needed. They needed an offensive threat outside of Henny Mukhtar. They got Sam Surridge. Didn't work out great, but Sam looked good at points last year. We're going to see how that works out, but they knew they needed firepower. They brought in Tyler Boyd, which I think is going to be huge for them this season. They're just not scoring enough right now. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I think we both take the under at 2.5 if the odds aren't uh, ridiculous. Um, I, I'm going to have to look that up. It, it's actually really bad. It's like minus 190 or something like that because <laughs> we just know it's going to be under three goals but Red Bull can put something together leave with a one nil win Nashville was not good down the stretch they are going to be rejuvenated I think Henny Mukhtar is going to be a 15 goal scorer this year I don't think there's any doubt about that I just don't trust them right now and if I get a chance to bet on my team look listen I will bet against my team a lot it's miserable because you don't know what side to to push this week I get to bet on my team I like it love it uh, sure round us off one last pick Sure. Um, you know, I know you said one last pick. I'm actually going to give you four in one, right? Oh, okay. Crew minus one, crew Atlanta over three, St. Louis plus 110 at home, and St. Louis team total over one and a half. Uh, I think crew, these are other situations where good home teams are playing lesser opponents. Crew is going to score a lot of goals this season. I think they can put up three by themselves in this one. Uh, I was looking for their team total. It is untouchable at 215, right? Minus 215. But I think they can get three on their own. I think Atlanta contributes here too. And then uh, St. Louis, uh, I know you, what you, you might have some qualms about taking a uh, team uh, on their second season off of a you know great inaugural season, which really started because they had such a hot start. 
I'm still a believer. They have an experienced European squad that is over here who played great last year. Not a whole bunch of moves. Um, and this is another good home team playing a lesser opponent. And I think that they get off to a strong start too. Uh, so those are my last four plays for. I was very impressed with St. Louis City last season when they had like a three-hour rain delay and 30,000 people were still there to watch them <laughs> right? kick off yeah. three hours later. Have a huge home field advantage. Not a huge fan of the team throughout the season. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, well, I've, I've already talked about that in past episodes. Sure. But they had a midweek game. RSL had a midweek game. They're both uh, not as fresh as you might like. It's the second game of the season. Really cares. But uh, I love that pick, too. All right. Jacob from Pick Management. Tell us one more time where you can find your stuff. Yeah, uh, you can find me on YouTube and across all socials at Pick Management and uh, sorry on YouTube at Pick Management Podcast Network Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. live with on Driving the Line with John Coachman, Alan Bell, uh, and on Ball is Life with some daily articles and bonus content and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, all over the place. <laughs> Let's do this again soon, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for everyone for watching.